I appreciate the time today, Bo, and uh, wanted to talk about the tour and the new album and get your opinion on a couple things. And um, let's sure. let's start off talking about the killer new album, Hard Feelings, a new one on, on Rise Records earlier this year and so many killer jams on it. Was there any sort of mission statement leading into the record? Any Anything you said, we want to do this on this record? Yeah, you know what? We wanted, we wanted to sort of kind of present ourselves a little bit left to center, especially like, you know, from the artwork all the way down from the lyrics to, you know, just using, uh, you know, a little bit more heavily um, synthesized parts and things like that. But, you know, in, in, a, in a way that we didn't want to alienate our fans. So, um, like, even the artwork, like I said, when people saw the artwork, we're like, we didn't see this coming, you know what I mean? It's like a neon sign and things like that. So, uh, yeah, we kind of wanted to sort of raise some eyebrows, and um, I think we did. You know, we, we accomplished that, and, um, you know, I wanted the lyrics to really, really pop out and um, stand above anything else that we've done as of yet, and I was really working on, you know, wordplay and sort of tongue-in-cheek type things, and, and just so you're giving people something a little bit more substantial, you know, something to chew on and, and to, you know, so that it had replay value, and keeping, you know, like I said, keeping our sound as well was very important and so uh i think that i think we sort of accomplished everything we were looking for yeah i love it i i love the the tongue-in-cheek nature of the lyrics that I, I love that yeah. as a fan and I wanted to ask you about um cutthroat one of my favorite songs on the album what's that movie drop in the beginning where'd you get that from oh yeah <laughs> that's actually from defiant ones that's actually easy he was uh, he was in the studio and it's just it's a sound clip of Easy E and um, man, I grew up listening to you know NWA, Dr. Dre, and and everybody else. Um, I grew up in L.A., so uh, watching that Defiant Ones documentary, man, it, it like took me back to you know my first love for music in general was sort of like gangster rap and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, so it's uh, I really wanted to sort of implement that attitude and you know uh, to go with that song, so. It was a it was a sound clip. I, it was funny just watching Defiant Ones, and I heard him say that. I thought it was hilarious. And I'm like, I went to our producer. I'm like, Yo, we, can we put this in there? He's like, I don't know. <laughs> can we get away with this? You know, I'm like, Let's just try it. He put it in there, and I cut it up. So I was like, Oh my god, this is too good. So uh, yeah, that's what it's from. Yeah, I love that was a great doc. Such a, a killer behind the depth. Even not just Dr. Dre, but also uh, Jimmy Iovine as Jimmy, well. Yeah, getting to learn his I story. Know, man. I know, and like I, I never really knew his story. You know, obviously you've heard his name if you if you're into music and whatsoever, you've heard of Jimmy Iovine. So um, to sort of see his uh, how he came up as just like a little studio rat, and then you know working on what was like John Lennon's record or whatever it was, like yeah, you went from that to that. Like, hey, speaking of uh, drops on the album, Welcome Home. Who was that at the end of that? Yeah, that's my that was my daughter Rocket, and uh, she was in the studio with us. And we were sort of all singing, uh, just singing together, doing the group vocal part. And she was with us, and she was singing it with us. And I'm like, "Hey, you want to you want to try try a part?" And she went up onto the mic, and and you know, she did her little thing. And she's got such a you know you know cute voice. And I, it was just it was just a moment that you couldn't recreate. You know what I mean? You yeah. can't recreate that time because kids are always. Her voices are changing. She's growing. You know, this was a year ago, and she's already grown so much since then. And it just sort of freezes that moment in time. And and um, you have a piece of history, and you have that moment 
forever recorded you know what i mean so yeah it was really special and the song was about her and my life in any way and you know just all of us having to leave people you know our loved ones like to go on tour and leave for weeks weeks and months at a time and you miss you know you miss birthdays you miss funerals you miss you know, weddings right you miss special you know you special moments in life that um you can never really take back so um it was it was really it was really special and i'm, I'm glad that you know, I'm just glad that it all kind of worked out, and you can't, like I said, you can't recreate it, you can't duplicate that, and um, it's just, it's really cool, and I think people really relate to to that song, and they also are just like very moved by the by that last little part in there. And yeah, because you can tell it's it's honest, and you know the lyrics are all honest, and then you know to have you know the person you're singing about be in the room while you're doing it, um, it's just really, really, really uh, special for us. Yeah, it's like you said, a great moment in time. Like you've encapsulated it now. It's so cool. Sure, yeah. And uh, obviously, uh, having like you said the the struggles and going out on the road. And let's talk about that big show coming up at the uh, Glass House in Pomona here on Friday, October the fifth, and bringing out some yeah, baby fellow Arizonians <laughs> with Dead. And uh, cool to see that synergy happening. Oh yeah, it's been super cool having them out. Dead and Word Alive are both Arizona bands, and they're both buddies of ours. Like we've known them for years and years and years. So to tour together has just been really cool. And we all sort of—it's um, just been such a relaxed tour. Like it's very chilled out, and we just kind of are going in with blinders on, and whatever happens, happens. And we've been pleasantly surprised a lot of these shows. We're like, man, this is cool. Like Pensacola, Florida, like packed house. I'm like, who would have thought? You know, <laughs> and. uh and uh, yeah, we're just everyone's just having a good time and just really taking it easy. But Glass House is going to be really fun. That's one of my favorite places to play. I grew up going to shows there as a kid. So anytime we get to play the Glass House is um, just special for me. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Wanted to talk a little hometown turf because I did see that. I mean, we're out in the Inland Empire, but I saw you born in Huntington Beach. No, I, I was actually born in East LA. Oh, and, uh, that's what it says on yeah, Wikipedia. I, I, yeah, Wikipedia is a pile of shit. Like anyone could change that. <laughs> but yeah, I was born in in East Los Angeles. I lived in Huntington for a little while. Oh, okay. And um, yeah, yeah, I spent a few years in Huntington. So, um, but Southern California, man. Like I like I said, I used to go to shows out out at the Glass House, and even out in Riverside, there was a venue called the Barn back in the day. Oh yeah. But I used to go to like. Yeah, I used to go to like pop punk shows back then, and I was gonna um, say if you, you had know, if you had any memories from the uh, Showcase Theater in Corona. Oh, Showcase! I mean, come on! Like, <laughs> I it was like every weekend there was a hardcore show that we were at, jumping off the balcony at Showcase Theater, and uh, you know, just just yeah, we raised super super hard. Like, I'm very surprised Showcase never got shut down because of us. But <laughs> well, it is now. Yeah, I mean, it is it is now. But yeah, I mean. <laughs> It was long after we were done our time there, but uh, yeah. So I, I, you know, I grew up going to shows out there, and you know, like I said, anytime I could play the Glass House or anything, you know, in my hometown or near my hometown, it's a special moment. I used to sneak into shows at the Glass House actually through the roof. <laughs> um, there was like a yeah, so there was like a little hatch on the uh, above uh, where the where the restrooms were, where the balcony was. Right. And we would we would start at the very end of the block because it, I don't know if you noticed the roofs get smaller as they go down the block. Right. Because the rooftop of the glass house is pretty pretty high, so you got to go all the way down to the end. You know, climb up on the roof, run across the roofs. You know, bust open the lock, climbing through the hatch, and you're in. 
So I, I think they took care of that that issue. Um, <laughs> they figured it but, out. Uh, yeah, they figured it out. <laughs> too, too bad. Everyone's got to pay now. You got to pay to come see us. Oh, well. <laughs> it's worth it, man. The show's worth the price of admission. It's true. It's going to be a great show, man. Every band's awesome. Every band like goes hard, and we've been getting great reviews just on the whole tour in general. Like people are like, man, front to back. You know, all five bands are just like very entertaining to watch and you really get your money's worth let's talk a little uh influences everyone likes to talk about influences and it, it's a good thing to hear from you know musicians where you come from musically but i kind of like to do it in a little bit of a different way and and kind of put bands in categories and then kind of have you choose out of a category of bands who your favorite would be mm-hmm. so that okay. way i can kind of learn your influences that way kind of a, a different sure, yeah. angle of taking it and uh yeah. The uh, a couple of years ago, there was a lot of talk, and you've been around the, for a long time. You know about like the big four, the big four of thrash metal. They had you know Metallica, Megadeth, Slayer, and Anthrax were considered yeah yeah the big four of metal. So I'm going to move on from that since that's already established, and kind of add one to it, and move it to the '90s, and make my own and call it the Flannel Five. The Flannel Five. All right. So this is Nirvana, Pearl Jam. Stone Temple Pilots, Soundgarden, Alice in Chains. Curious nice. off of that. I was going to say. Yeah. Off of that <laughs> list, who who's your numero uno off of that list and why? I, I, I got to go Nirvana because that was one of the bands. Well, Metallica definitely segued me into rock and roll. But if we're talking about the Flannel Five, I'd say, I'd say Nirvana. Um, and Soundgarden was a close second, actually, back then. But Nirvana like spoke to me. Um, I just remember listening to their MTV Unplugged cassette tape on my first flight ever. I flew to Toronto for a hockey camp, uh-huh. and I was like 13 or 14 years old. And I j- that's all I listened to was that was that Unplugged uh, cassette tape, like over and over and over and over and over, and like it just became part of me. But uh, all, I mean, it, it, they just changed the game, man, and they brought so much energy. And that was, you know, they were the first. Band that I would really, you know consider you know even consider almost punk rock like you know obviously they're grunge or whatever else but just their approach to everything where Kurt didn't give a fuck about being auto tuned or sounding good and they just wanted kids to fucking mosh you you saw people like moshing their music videos for the first time and everyone's going what the fuck is that what are they doing <laughs> slam band you know what I mean like right that was the first time you were introduced to sort of that culture and I then then from there. I would go into backyard punk rock shows and like, you know, just circle pitting and just slam dancing. And like, you know what I mean? It was just a whole culture and it just opened it. So Nirvana really opened my eyes to that, you know, stage diving and things like that. You know what I mean? Right. And, right. Uh, yeah. And you know, if we're talking about even like, you know, crazy data, there's, there's a uh, Pearl jam, you know what I mean? Eddie Vedder, like again, like, you know, he, that dude jumping off, you know, fucking scaffolding and shit like that. I started emulating that into our live show, and he's and he's one of the reasons, you know. But uh, I, I definitely go with Nirvana. I'd have to pick Nirvana. It's a, it's a that's a tough choice, though. That's a that's a good category right there. Killer man, All heavy hitters. Yeah, yeah, and that's yeah. that's kind of the point is to you know look at the heavy hitters yeah. from that time period. And and uh, last summer, last fall. Yeah, last fall I talked to the boys in Dead. The next question I'm going to ask you, and I, I got their pick. And of course, uh, they're big fans of, we're all big fans of new metal. 
So okay. <laughs> let's let's add one to it. This one I'm a little bit more oh, kind of up in the air about, but uh, uh, I'm going to add one to it. Call it the new metal six pack, and this one will yeah. be corn uh, raging at the machine, Lincoln Park, Slipknot, System of a Down, Disturbed. Okay, I'm going to have to go with. Uh, um Oh, man, I'm going to have to go with Rage because, for me, I saw a lot of, you know, by the time new metal started coming out, I was very into hardcore, very into punk, and some of those bands were very cheesy to me, uh-huh. especially, like, Linkin Park. I'm right. like, why is this dude, like, these guys look like they were made in, in like, a factory, like, <laughs> oh, they got the spiked hair guy, and this guy screams and things, like, so a lot of that stuff was a little cheesy. Even Slipknot wasn't, like heavy enough for me <laughs> wow. they are fucking heavy don't get me wrong but like I was into like hardcore and stuff like that and um, but Rage Rage was the band that I was like this dude has a message this dude doesn't give a fuck about anything else except for his message and representing Los Angeles to the utmost degree um, I was you know I was born and raised in LA so I was very LA pride you know so to see Zach like stand for something, you know what I mean, and yeah. actually like have a, a, a message and a, a purpose, you know, not just like to be a fucking rock star. Like he didn't give a fuck, you know what I mean. So I love that attitude, and um, I, and that that always resonated with me. So I, I'd have to say Rage for sure. And and completely what they were doing musically too. I mean, no one had ever heard that. It oh, sounded like, like a, a turntable guitar sound. Like what? Oh, What's I going know, on? I know, and I love, and I love that. You know, he would turn his back to the crowd, and like no one could see what he was playing. And there, <laughs> there was all these sort of rumors that he would have like a screwdriver. Like, oh, he uses a screwdriver. He puts a screwdriver in the strings, and like does this <laughs> in between the strings. Like everyone had these sort of like. Um, you know, just guesses on the, as to how he was fucking playing what he was playing. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, uh, yeah, it was definitely groundbreaking. They're they're definitely groundbreaking, and they were they were a movement. And there hasn't really been, man. I don't even. I can't really like tell you if there's been anything that's been, you know, that had that sort of impact like they did for such a short amount of time. You know, they came in and just fucking wrecked the place. Started from the garage. You know what I mean? Like they're yeah. really like. You know, um, you know, you just don't see any videos of like Slipknot or like Linkin Park playing like a record store. You know what I mean? Like right. that Rage Rage was the like the dream. You know what I mean? They started grassroots and built up. So I will always appreciate that. <laughs> I appreciate the time and best of luck on the road and looking forward to the show at the Glass House. Thanks, my man. I hope hopefully I'll see you there. Yeah, for sure. Have a good one. Drive safe. All right, buddy. I'll Later. see you. Bye-bye.